Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. We've all been there. You're finally starting to get along with your ex. After a conflict-free drop-off, you think to yourself, I am really getting the hang of this. Or, you know, this whole co-parenting thing, it really isn't that bad. Only to be hammer-texted by your rage-filled ex an hour later about how you never remember to pack the kid's iPad that they paid for. Today, we're talking about surefire ways to piss off your ex. We'll address the most common co-parenting mistakes and provide you with some tips and tools for how to avoid them and what to do instead. Hi guys, and welcome back to Split. Hello. So we are here <laughs> with the Split mascot. Sorry, I'm just laughing because Hello. we have Teddy here. Hello, Hello friends here. Yep. <laughs> Who is adorable, and if you're listening to this, just the audio version, wearing this knitted green sweater that Jennifer's daughter made, and yeah, he is extra. Yeah, he was sleeping nicely, but when we started, he decided to join in, so. Um, Yeah, so today we are going to be discussing uh, common co-parenting mistakes, what not to do, and tips for what to do instead, so. Yeah, hopefully we have some solutions, too. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just start with, um, maybe something that has been troublesome for, uh, my own experience and kind of what I've heard other people talk about too. And I guess it's just, um, really trying to find that balance between having good communication, effective communication and open dialogue about our daughter, but not forcing, um, issues in there that really don't need to be discussed and putting ourselves in a situation where we're going to be more susceptible to conflict. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes people feel like, yeah, they feel like, um, they have to be super, super flexible and friendly Mm -hmm. and and have text. They think they're helping maybe by updating with text messages and things like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, really what you're doing is you're kind of just creating more places for, for conflict to happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're, you're separated or divorced for a reason. Mm -hmm. So probably there were communication problems. (laughs) So, you know, you might think that you're being nice or you're going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a good example I've seen where, you know, mom thinks she's being super helpful by sending, by asking for pictures or sending pictures herself, but then dad thinks that she's just being overbearing and she's checking up on him. Right. So if we just sort of have minimal, like we're not talking about the other end of the spectrum of like ignoring the person, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, just try to keep it friendly, cordial, minimal. And I know, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I'll just bring it up again because I know it comes up a lot and I have a lot of people DM me about this is like FaceTiming with the kids when they're with the other parent mm-hmm. and how, you know, if you can have great intentions, um, but it can be detrimental. It's an interruption in the other parent's time. And how much are you really gaining from that? I mean, we had 
totally shut that down because our daughter's little and it just like it nine times out of ten she was running around and, yeah, and like there she was probably didn't care yeah she didn't it. care we ended up just talking sometimes that would lead to like you know something some kind of little dispute or whatever yes. um but actually like last weekend he had said do you want to facetime her really quick because i was sick and he ended up keeping her an extra day oh, so okay. which was super nice of him yeah and I look back now and like, I should have just said, thank you so much, but no, just send me a couple pictures of you guys doing something because we FaceTimed. I was emotional because I wasn't feeling well. I felt terrible that, you know, it was nice that he was getting the extra day with her, but like, I wanted that day. I was at yeah, home feeling so crappy. Feeling yeah. And, uh, and you know, I saw her and I just got like so emotional and then I felt guilty that she was seeing me kind of get yes, emotional. It was just yeah. this whole spiral. You're so like a vortex yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just really important to like, Oh, you know, again, when, what is important communication to have and everything yeah. else you need to kind of like let it go. Yeah, I think if the kids aren't asking for that FaceTime, you kind of let them be led, right? Like, certainly if you have longer with older kids, you know, you're not going to go all week. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of times we um, feel like we should because that's what a good parent's supposed to do. Yeah. But the kid is happy and doing their own thing and you're just going to kind of make them miss you and disrupt what they're doing with dad or with mom, right? So, yeah, I think that, and you're right, then it could create more fodder. Like, you do a FaceTime, you might see, like, she's not wearing a coat. It's freezing cold outside. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, like, other things like that. Yeah. I think, I know someone, a mediator, who uses the analogy of, you know, you're now moving forward with your former partner to think about it like you're running a business together. So Mm -hmm. the communication should kind of be like that. If you want your business to be successful with your business partner, you have to be able to communicate. You have to be friendly. You have Mm -hmm. to be cordial. Um, and helpful and you want them to win you both want to yep. succeed but you don't need to be you know besties texting. exactly yeah not besties. you don't have to be texting constantly um so I think when in doubt when I see people come back to mediation that's mm-hmm. a very very common one is they they stopped following the schedule and they made things just like super flexible because they thought that was the best thing to do yeah but it kind of went off the rails and they're having to constantly communicate with each other mm-hmm. to be able to say like who's having them next and now there's a doctor's appointment and now there's this because they have nothing in place yeah so it I think it's best to have a structure have some sort of skeleton there in place and it may be that because of work in school and uh, extracurricular activities when we're not in COVID time mm-hmm. um it has to be flexible, yeah. might, right? But if you can do a lot of things to still try to rein it in, so it's not just completely a free-for-all. A free-for-all. Exact, yeah, good word, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know we kind of talked about this in the Instagram Live, but the number of people who I speak to um, over Instagram or through friends kind of looking for some advice um, or connections to a mediator or whatever, like I say, when did you separate? Oh, like a year and a half ago or even six months ago. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you don't have a, you don't have anything in place. Like no yeah. wonder things have been yeah. so up and down and kind of crazy. It's because you have nothing to fall back mm-hmm. on. Right. And yeah. not only is that difficult for the parents, but it's also really hard for the kids. Like, I mean, people generally thrive on some form of routine, even if there are yeah. some, you know, uh, allowances for things like a pandemic well, exactly. <laughs> changes yeah. of schedule no yeah. exactly yeah so I think if you're having conflict over parenting time maybe yeah revisiting having a schedule yeah would be a good idea mm-hmm. yeah not too much communication 
Um, and then I had one, I see this all the time. If you talk to any mediator, family law lawyer, it sounds funny. It kind of is, but something that comes up all the time is haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then things like secondary to that, like for older kids, obviously piercings, tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about before how there's day-to-day decision-making and shared parenting. We typically agree that the parent can make the decisions that the kids are with at that time. Right. So you don't, you know, what they're going to eat, what they're going to watch on TV. And then healthcare, education, religion, these things are shared decisions. Right. So things like piercings and haircuts are a bit of a gray area. Yeah. Um, it almost seems like a healthcare type of decision. Um, Hair is so huge to <laughs> yeah. like to women, especially, right? Yes. Or even um, like I have a few guy friends that like they can't right now because barbershops are closed and stuff, but taking their son for a, a haircut and yes. that being a thing is very important to them it's like a whole ritual so yeah Yeah. and I know it's being stereotypical saying this but you know typically mom's gonna care especially mom caring about their daughter's hair yeah um so you know dads might be thinking that they're being super helpful like oh she had a haircut I took Mm -hmm. her for a haircut for you but mom maybe in her mind was like we were growing her hair out yeah yeah you gave her bangs (laughs) this is like not right this is like catastrophic to mom right so in fairness bangs on the wrong face shape can (laughs) be catastrophic yeah and I think what happens with haircuts is it becomes a little bit of a territorial thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to go and do this. Um, I know of a situation where stepmom took the kids to go get haircuts. Uh, and, like, yeah. not good. that's not going to be good, right? Yeah. So I think general, definitely that's one where you, you want to – if you're in doubt, like, Ask, check in. right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Check and sometimes if the kids are older, they're manipulating a little bit too because the other parent has yeah, said no. True. And then they're going to the parent they know they can get it with, right? So sometimes that's the issue too. I, I try to when at, at all possible, even if I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is going to be, mm-hmm. just include my ex in whatever decision we're making. And that way I just know I'm covered. I've included. I've, you know. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You want to check in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then another common one that is you know, it wouldn't have been an issue years ago, but now is social media. Yeah. So, um, for both kids and then also you and your significant other, new yeah. partner or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, right? So yeah, what are you going to agree on that how kids are allowed to use social media and then posting pictures with the kids? When, do you find parents are typically not on the same page about that or – um, I think the issues that I've seen come up most are uh, kids posting. It's not necessarily that kids um that they disagree on rules, although I've seen that. Mm-hmm. But kids posting things that the other parent didn't like agree with, so like or doesn't okay. know about, right? So yeah. I've, I'm thinking of an issue where the kids were posting with this like big group of friends, not big, but like a, a gathering during mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. So it's like they found out about it. They're seeing it on Instagram or they're with a boy. The daughter's with a boy. Like, yeah. While they're with the other parents. So that's mm-hmm. how they're finding out about things. Yeah. Um, that typically they wouldn't find out about other times. Mm-hmm. So it's good just to, yeah, put that on the table. And then, I mean, you and I have talked before about just from then the adult perspective of not, 
looking at the exes social media like not yeah I mean my new partner now like he posts um, most of his feed is is my daughter and he Mm -hmm. loves her and I think that's really nice but I also recognize how like (laughs) if we weren't in a everyone's just gonna block everyone situation Mm -hmm. like that would be really triggering or upsetting yeah um so yeah I really get that and that's my point is I mean I didn't want it to be this way, but we just have each other blocked. And I think yeah. it's best we stay that way. I, do. I Otherwise, I'll be too tempted to, yeah. to look. And I truly feel like I would, if I scrolled through, I'd probably see something that upset or bothered me. Mm-hmm. But it, if I, like I know now, I don't need to know it. Like it, it's yeah. not going to be life-changing, yeah. if that makes yes. sense, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, it's, if I, I don't need to know, yes. <laughs> basically, is yeah. what I'm getting at. So, and I think most people are kind of in that same situation like if there's ever anything like super harmful going on like they're not going to be posting that to social media anyways so yeah your instagram investigation is not (laughs) worth it okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. no i know i i mean you're very right and i've heard stories people you know someone's complaining about they don't have money and then you see them post that they're taking their trip to cuba or they're yeah exactly yeah 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 and yeah and we know social media is just like the highlight reel of people's lives exactly accurate right um so i think that yeah it's i don't see a lot of good ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that situation yeah um but it's good to talk about and then the other part that goes along with that again you wouldn't have seen this in a lot of agreements um you know i don't know 10 20 years ago but uh, are those cell phones themselves and the cost of them. For right, kids. okay, yeah. Because it's a lot of times something that parents don't think of, but it's a really significant cost. It yeah. can be a lot. Um, so I had a family that had four kids, and it was like, oh, well, this is actually a huge expense right. every month. So yeah. we need to figure out, um, you know, who's paying for it. And there's, it can be a little, you can get in the weeds a little bit because it's like, okay, well, how often are they going to upgrade their phone? Right. You know, how, how much, much data are, you, are they using? Yeah. Are they connecting to, you know, they're not connecting to Wi-Fi at your place and it's costing me an arm and a leg. Yes. Like, yeah, I yeah. know. So it what what do you recommend in those types of situations then? Like, how can it be, how can you make it somewhat fair? I mean, it's never going to be 50-50. Maybe that would be the first yeah. step, right? Like, yeah. recognize it's a hard, difficult thing to police. Right. I think um, if the parents are in agreement that, okay, they need a phone, which uh, when you're in a shared parenting situation is often very helpful because they're communicating, you know, from house to house, um, that you would share up to a certain amount because then also the kids, as they start getting older, typically parents want them to be contributing as well. Right. Yeah. So um, that would be a shared expense. Like, again, it goes to whatever your parenting arrangement is, Mm -hmm. um, if that's a shared expense and how that's going to be shared. The other thing uh, to talk about with that is a plan is just going to be under one person's name. The kids aren't usually going to have their own. Right. So it it's worth talking about, you know, is dad, are they going to be under a plan with dad's provider and mom's mm-hmm. going to cut a check every month to raise? Right? So yeah. So it yeah. is worth talking about because, yeah, if you have several kids, it could be several hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It could be a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when that, you know, just talk it out. I'm not looking forward to that extra I expense. I know. Oh my gosh. I have three daughters. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, one thing too, like I, I know probably comes up a lot. Something I've experienced would be parenting styles and the mm-hmm. differences between that. I know um, recently we've had an issue with our daughter. She has this Lammy is the name of it, but uh, basically like a lovey yeah. that she is obsessed with. 
And I know that's typically like a normal thing, like a security yeah. blanket of sorts, but it's just gotten to the point now where like she wants it all the time. Yeah. And our daycare provider actually said to me, you know, I think she's getting to the stage now where like she can self-soothe. This is what I'm going to do. She's only going to get it at nap time uh, and at bed. So, you know, are you getting on board with this? Where's, where's her dad and all of this? So I was like, you know what? I'll follow your lead. <laughs> We'll just yeah. deal with the next couple of terrible days. Yeah. And so um, I thought about it and, and she had said to me, you know, I can explain this to him if you'd like and kind oh, of, which really idea. helped because yeah. like, just again, I know we talk a lot about this, like just the, the, what can cause so much conflict is, you know, you try to explain something, you're coming from a good place and they take it like, you're just trying to steer the bus here or mm-hmm. be the captain. And, um, and yeah, so that was really helpful. And then also just knowing in my mind that it, yes, it will be great if he's on board with this. I hope he is, but I don't need to police it because in the end, she's not going to be 20 years old with this thing. Like one way or another, yeah. we will get past it and that's yeah. fine. And yeah. like, and also kids really adapt to who they're with and their environment, yeah. right? So even if it is different, it's okay. They're going to be okay, yeah. right? That's good. Yeah, in 20 years, this is yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I love that using that daycare provider, right? That yeah. she was that third party that it wasn't on you coming to him and saying, Hey man, this is how things are going to go. So that's great Mm -hmm. to point to another person. Yeah. Yeah. And and parenting styles in terms of like one person often is like disciplinarian and right. You know, one person parents differently. And I think what I try to do with clients with that, when one person has a concern is, or there's dispute is, you know, try to talk about the end game here. Like, okay, what, what is your concern? Like what harm is coming to the kids? what's detrimental about this and mm-hmm. a lot of times with those there isn't really a good answer it's just that that parent thinks that that's the way that things should be yeah um and so you know for better or worse if we sort of you know play it out if it is shared parenting and shared decision making we really can't question unless you can show that harm is is happening yeah um there's most of it you have to let go mm-hmm. so certainly if your child is in harm Um, but harm is not, you know, they get fed pizza and not, you know, my organic food or harm is not, you know, I thought, I thought they should be punished for three days and he chose one day. Like, but, and then I think like we kind of just established too, if, if you're seeing that there's harm, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a mental health problem or like an eating disorder or something like that you know, the average parent is not really equipped to deal with that anyways. And you should be see, like, I try to think, what would we do if we were together? Like, what would our next step be? It would be to get a professional involved. And then that's another example of having a third party who is informed, deliver the information and help guide you. Like there's so much with parenting. Like you said, now we're just guessing. I'm guessing all the time. And there's been lots of times in the past when things were more difficult. And I was really trying to like get us on the same team where I would say, I've been doing this all week. Like, can you try to do this? So it's consistent. And like, I mean, if it started a fight, it was so not necessary because the next week, what I had been doing wasn't working anymore. So it was like all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, ask parent like this is with people you know that I know can take it I'll sometimes say like how do you know you're right oh that's so good right yeah so, that's so like, good you know it's got to be someone like a personality they can take yeah. it right um, yeah. not in a super vulnerable way, so, like <laughs> yeah so if it's like a parenting story it's like well how do you know your way is the right way like mm-hmm. you you don't yeah. over him right it's your opinion yeah 
so you're free to parent your kids under your parenting time Mm -hmm. that way but you can't say that that is the right way and that his way or her way whatever is the wrong way Mm -hmm. so there's a lot like when you really play it out that way there's a lot you have to let go of yeah just not say anything about and I know that's really difficult but and then in the long run I think if you are um letting go of something and it you know you let it go and you um get into that place with your co-parent that you are establishing you can have open communication you can bring things up sometimes Mm -hmm. and if it does sort of become this prolonged like okay maybe they're not being harmed but I don't know a younger kid like they're not sleeping because dad's giving them a bunch of chocolate or mom's I don't mean to pick on dad right or Mm -hmm. mom's Mm -hmm. giving a bunch of chocolate or whatever yeah then you know, there's a place you can kind of just say something. You can have the conversation because you haven't been nagging and harassing about exactly. every little yeah, yeah, thing, right? Yeah. You can just say, hey, something's come up. Can we talk about it, yeah. you know, on Friday at 5 for 20 minutes? Yeah. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Send a note about it or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think when we put it under that umbrella, like, there's a lot that we just have to, yeah, yeah. let go of. So, yeah, that's a common one. Um, I had another issue that often comes up are the transition objects that are going between, uh, homes. So yeah. kids, uh, bringing things, uh, I've had is one, I think you mentioned that in another podcast, um, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so I think, so generally we would put in agreements that whatever objects the kids choose, they belong to them. Yeah. So if you buy them, if one parent buys them a gift, um, they're free to bring that wherever, back and yeah. forth, wherever they want. Um, but there's ways that we can help to set up things so that they're not care. Like there's a lot of fights in between about clothes that get left in one place mm-hmm. or rubber boots, like more costly items. So I think if it's worth it and there's enough of a shared schedule there, you know, try to have as much at each home yeah. and a little set of things, right? So that again, you don't have to have all that communication. We forgot mm-hmm. a bathing suit. We got to come back and get rubber boots or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I honestly just went out one day and went to Joe Fresh. If you're listening to this in the States, it's just like, it's the closest we can get to Target. <laughs> to Target. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's in the grocery store. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, just got like a few sets of PJs. Yeah. Like I did get another set of rubber boots because they're only 10 bucks. So who cares? And yeah. yeah, and just sent it and it doesn't matter. It's easy to replace, like whatever, you know, if it gets left behind there, he keeps it. Who cares? It's mm-hmm. fine. And like her cute stuff. The, yeah, yeah. You know, the expensive <laughs> things, a nice dress or whatever. I just yeah. keep it for when she's with me and, That's right. <laughs> and I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's And then, yeah, it's just set up and they, and it's better for the kids too. They don't have mm-hmm. to pack as much stuff and yeah. lose things and whatever, right? They can grab a few things and. Mm-hmm. and go yeah. I, I kind of forget this um because we have like a pretty spread out schedule where it's every other weekend mm-hmm. but for kids who like I, I know you were saying uh, in another podcast but for kids who are older like imagine packing up your whole life every couple days if it was a more like closer to 60 40 or 50 50 or whatever like that's a lot and it's not fun it's a lot it's a lot and in situations where um maybe they're it's not totally shared so um they may be with one parent for the majority of time can you so maybe they don't have their own bedroom is what i'm getting at yeah right? so yeah. the other parents house they don't have a full setup 
you can still do things like um, buy a little Ikea dresser and, you know, have some toys in there, have, yeah, changes of clothes, underwear, socks, all their toiletries. Mm -hmm. So they really don't have to pack a bunch of stuff at all. Yeah. um, And just have, you know, enough to do there. So maybe they just need a a change of clothes, but they've got all the essentials there. There's hairbrushes and toiletries and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's still things you can do to make it um, much more easy, which goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, less communication, right? Mm-hmm. So dad doesn't have, dad or mom doesn't have to say, you know, please pack this or what about this? or Where did this, this go? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's good. So thanks so much for listening. Once again, guys, uh, be sure to check out our show notes after listening. There's a bunch of licks, uh, licks. There's a bunch of licks. There's a bunch of links there um, to both our social media where you can find us online. Also, uh, where you can get hooked up with Jennifer, check out her website and also book a free consultation call. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.